And it is set to be confirmed today that Graham Arnold will be the Socceroos coach for four more years. Mossy, a very good morning to you. Morning, Mido. Morning, boys. Morning to all our listeners. Yeah, great news. Uh, fantastic news. Um, obviously, on a personal level, I'm, I'm thrilled for, for Arnie as, as a mate um, and someone who just re- really respects the way he works. Um, put our friendship aside, I've, I've got a lot of time for the way Arnie manages and and I think that was there for all to see. It, it, it you know it took a a little bit of a you know a journey to for it to bubble to the surface, if you like. But that that is management. It doesn't happen overnight, and uh, especially through a, a period like COVID. But gee, what he achieved with the if you think back to the Peru game uh, to qualify for the World Cup and and how we qualified and what the team had been through, what he'd been through uh, leading into that game, and then to get through with the big decision on Andrew Redmayne um, substituting on for, for Matt Ryan for the penalties, and then and then the performance at the, at the World Cup. Um, it's exactly the right uh, outcome for Australian football. Mossy, are you surprised he didn't grab hold of an overseas uh, contract or opportunity? I'd imagine there would have been a lot more money, as you said, coming out of that World Cup. I think, you know, all teams around the world would have been thinking, what an amazing achievement from Arnie and the Aussie squad. Um, are you surprised he's stayed at home? I'm not, given... You know, given that I'm I'm close to it, and, and obviously uh, had many discussions with him. Um, mate, I've always said to Arnie, you know, his emotional tie to Australian football can be his double-edged sword, um, because you know sometimes you, your heart rules your head. Um, but he's really thought long and hard about this, and um, you know he had some attractive uh, options put in front of him, as you'd imagine. Um, but he deeply cares about the game the whole game in this country and um you know this is a chance with a with a rock solid foundation of the world cup we've just come out of um and the opportunity australian football has got with men's and women's football with the the women's world cup just around the corner as well there's a real chance to leave a a proper legacy um and and that's i think what motivates him um now of course Socceroos results uh, moving forward we've got the asian cup um, we'll go into that as, if not favourites, close to. Um, and, and then another World Cup cycle uh, as part of that as well. But, um, you know, the Socceroos and, and the national teams in Australia don't have a home base. Um, you know, we've still got issues between club and country and um, we, we still need to work hard on our development pathways. So there's so many things that he can now have a real impact on and, uh, and I see him as, as leaving a huge legacy for the game in this country. Well, that sounds like you're very confident that we will and should be better placed leading into the next World Cup then, Mossy. Yeah, Lars, well, it's, you know, at this stage, and I think it's been confirmed, it'll be a 48-team World Cup. So, um, you know, that gives Asia, I think, another four spots. Um, so, you know, nothing's given. Nothing's delivered on a silver platter in professional sport, as you know. But, uh, you know, our chances, um, you know, have increased because of that. Um, I, I disagree with the, the decision from a personal point of view. I just don't think you should be weakening the, the World Cup um, product. It's it's a brilliant tournament. Um, but we're going from 32 to 48 teams. And um, and I think that, you know, the beauty as well from a Socceroo point of view is Arnie took the Oliroos and qualified from them for the first Olympic Games since him and I did it together back in 2007. Um, and the players that have come through that, and it was proven statistically that, 
you know, if a player goes to an Olympic Games, their chances of playing for the senior national team and, and forging an overseas career are, are heightened considerably. Um, and that's proven to be the fact. So we've got some really good young players coming through, um, who, some of which we saw at the World Cup and some that we'll see in the next three and a half years. On the pitch in the A-League, and we saw, well, draws galore, but goals as well in the last uh, couple of days at least. So yesterday, Melbourne City and Adelaide United 3-3, but a game uh, overshadowed, I guess, Mossy, by the horrific leg injury, a broken leg suffered by Adelaide midfielder Awande. Uh, can you tell us what the situation is with the ambulance? So this is a, a specifically a Victorian issue in the fact that there's no uh, ambulances placed at games anymore, and that's been the case for what? four years or so? Yeah, I saw some comments, um, and I'll get to my multi in a moment because Loz and I uh, suffered badly over the weekend. I heard Loz's comments <laughs> earlier. I'm on the way back from Yass this morning. Um, so I've, I've been the Leyland brothers this weekend, Gosford, and then down to Yass. But, um, yeah, look, it's, uh, I, I just saw some comments from Greg O'Rourke, who is uh, in, in charge of competitions for, for the APL, and he said that the um, the regulations around having a static ambulance at games in Victoria was relaxed in 2018 or 19. Um, don't quote me on, it, but it was one of those years. And um, you know that that cost uh, you know some valuable time yesterday with one day's injury. It was a, a horrific injury. I, I saw the highlight. Uh, it wasn't a highlight, low light. Um, but the footage of it was uh, just sickening, and no one wants to see that for anyone, um, particularly a fellow uh, professional athlete. And a player, and you could see that Calvert was visibly emotional and upset about it in the post-match presser. So, um, yeah, look, I just don't make any sense out of not having ambulances at uh, any professional uh, game of sport. Um, and it's not just for injuries; it could be a heart attack. You know, we've we've seen all sorts of things on a sporting field. So, I think that needs to be overturned very, very quickly. Oh, most definitely, Mossy. Most definitely, you need to have ambulances on site and. Um, to see that happen over the weekend um, is just not good enough in in uh, my eyes. So hopefully they'll sort that out and that'll never happen again. Now, I saw you at the Mariners game the other night um, uh, taking on the Wanderers. Um, what did you make of the game? And it must have been good to catch up with some old friends. Oh, it was brilliant, Loz. It was a good night. You know what those reunions are yep. like, you know, when uh, all of a sudden you're a lot better than what you actually were at the time that you yep. did it. But... Um, we won the grand final in 2013, and it was 10 years, uh, you know, since since that game against the Wanderers. So there were some Wanderers uh, players at the function as well, ex Wanderers players, which was fantastic. Uh, Shannon Cole caught up with him, and uh, he was talking about the the lead up to that grand final actually, and how tense it was in the Wanderers camp, and we were saying how relaxed we were. So it's funny how things like that 10 years later still get uh, discussed over a beer but yeah great night really good crowd eight and a half thousand uh i caught up with richard peel the, the new owner um that's the most confidence i've had speaking to someone at the club since i left in 2015 that the club is really headed in the right direction i know their results are speaking for themselves but what's happening behind the scenes they're, they're bringing a um a, a, an a-league women's team in to the competition soon so and they're, they're really looking after their pathways so I see a, a really bright future for, for the small club that uh, once again can. And uh, on the pitch, great game of football. Um, two teams going at each other. Um, I think the result probably in the end was a fair result. Mariners started slowly, um, but they ended really uh, strongly. Um, and Mark Rudin's, uh, Marco Rudan's team um, you know, put up a fight to come away with a, a fighting draw in the end. What's the latest with Liverpool, buddy? I haven't heard you or Mido talk about Liverpool lately. 
Sorry, Clarky, you're yeah, breaking I, up, I mate. Di- I didn't think you heard me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been that good, eh? I'm on the Hume Highway, yeah. mate. The traffic's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, they, they, um, where, you know, where have you good. gone? Put your headphones back on. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not, not good, Clarky. And I said yesterday on the, on the weekend show that, you know, this was Liverpool. You know, I think their only chance for silverware this season, the FA Cup, and and they've gone uh, missing again. And you know, they've they've gone out with their tail between their legs in the 92nd minute um, against Brighton away, and um, you know, it's the second time we've lost to Brighton too. So mm. things not not good at Liverpool, and I just I just wonder what's wrong behind the scenes because generally, you know, such a poor season. This is let's just say it's a disastrous season by Liverpool standards. Um, generally, there's there's stuff going on behind the scenes that, that impacts the results on the field. So I just wonder whether Jurgen Klopp, um, you know, he's got plenty of money in the bank. Don't worry about that as far as time to, to fix things from a board point of view. But I, I just wonder whether we're not seeing the, um, you know, the, the beginning of the end for, for Klopp at Liverpool. Um, because if something doesn't change quickly, um, I can't see the marriage continuing. Let's finish with a good story then. And uh, I, meant, I meant to mention this the other day. Arwen uh, Mobile, what a great story. And being awarded the Young Australian of the Year. Yeah, incredible. Um, and he's been through some, through some real tragedy. Uh, I remember in Oli Roos camp, I think it was, uh, when um, Oli Roos camp, or no, it might have been Socceroo camp, but Arnie had to knock on his door and deliver him the news um, that... Um, his sister had been yeah. killed in a in a car crash, and uh, you know how, how he how he used that to you know to take himself to another level and and show incredible mental strength um, you know to then go overseas and um, you know the way he is he's just such an impressive young man and he's such a great ambassador not just for Australian football but for for professional athletes um, male and female um, and the way he carries himself and the role and, and his understanding of the role that he plays in society um, so no surprises to see him as the young Australian of the year it's it's massive for our game it's massive for his family and friends and um, and I think it was a fantastic decision I, you know some sometimes those decisions can be politically driven this one is just absolutely uh, well deserved love your work Mossy chat later in the week as always boys take care